finally got some updates today on the recruitment of five-star offensive tackle Samson Okunlola. Let's talk about it. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Bonus episode today of Locked on Canes. You guys know I'm obsessed with the pancake honcho. I want him at Miami so bad. Like, if they can only get one or two more guys uh, to fill out this 2023 class, I want Okunlola, the five-star offensive tackle, and I obviously want Ruben Bain, the edge from Miami Central, and my colleague, Luke Cheney from allhurricanes.com. Luke, you actually managed to speak with Samson to get the latest on his recruitment. Now, did he give you any hints, even off the record? Did he give you any hints who he's going to pick? No, no. The, uh, I don't have any insider scoop about, you know, where where he's headed. Uh, you know, I was able to get in contact with him yesterday. Uh, great dude. You know, I can't say enough about you know, the type of person that he is. But um, he definitely enjoyed his Miami visit this past weekend. Uh, was in town for the Miami FSU game. And, you know, obviously while the result wasn't – Great. We'll keep it at that. Uh, even though the result wasn't great, he definitely enjoyed his visit. And I think it was definitely a step in the right direction for Miami. Well, and you actually, you got more out of him than most because you got a, a revelation. I mean, not, not to say he has to stick to this, but you got a revelation on his timeline. Cause I've been wondering yeah. for months, when is this guy going to announce? What did he tell you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, there was so much buzz over the summer with Samson especially when he took that official visit to Miami, I think in what was it, like late June, late July, it was June. Yep. June. late June, you know, um, and it looked like he, you know, was possibly going to, you know, possibly pull the trigger uh, sometime then. And when I spoke to him in the summer, he mentioned, you know, possibly start of the season, you know, whatnot, but he wanted to enjoy his recruitment a little bit. He told me that he still has plans to, finish up his OVs, maybe visit some other schools, uh, some unofficial visits, didn't really specify where. Um, he, he did mention of the schools that are heavily pursuing him. He mentioned Oregon, Penn State, Bama, Michigan State, and Ohio State. But for a timeline, he says that he does or that he's likely probably going to commit by December or sign by December, early signing day. Um, and that just is because his high school, uh, Thayer Academy, runs on a semester by semester um, basis. So he can early enroll at whichever school that he ends up attending. So, you know, if he does go to Miami, him being able to early enroll, arrive in Miami in January and then, you know, compete for playing time already in the spring would just be absolutely huge. So uh, we're here with Luke Cheney from allhurricanes.com. And if you want to check out the full story that he did on his exclusive conversation with Samson, check it out at allhurricanes.com. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned he was he was at the Florida State game. Uh, I, I wish I, I wish he like hadn't. Been, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm glad he was here. And, and our, our colleague John Garcia made a great point that this was an unofficial visit. Like, it's not like he lives locally and just could drive over to the stadium. Like, he came down on his own dime from Massachusetts just to watch, you know, the team play and visit Miami, which I think is a good sign. Um, did, did he give you any sense on, like, his interactions with Miami's coaches and, and the vibes that he gets? Yeah, so, I mean, I asked him about the 
long-term vision that he sees in Miami. And that's kind of what, you know, the message that Miami is trying to get across about it's the vision rather than that kind of short-term uh, immediate outlook. And, you know, that's something that you can do in the first year of a new coaching staff. You can preach the, hey, this is what the plan will be. This is what we're going to look like two, three years down the line. You can be that foundation to really build that base. And while that's not exactly what Samson told me and not in depth, that's kind of what I imagine Mario and Coach Miraval's pitch is to Samson to the rest of these 23, 23 guys. You're going to have to start winning soon. It's going to be hard to further that pitch into the class of 2024 and class of 2025. You're still not winning. But I also asked Samson about his thoughts on Coach Mirabal, and he couldn't speak more highly of him, said he was a very straightforward guy, a really great coach, a really great person. He also told me, and his high school coach, uh, Coach Toussaint, is also a huge fan of Coach Mirabal himself. So there's definitely some good relationships there between not only Samson, but the people close to Samson's inner circle and Coach Mirabal. Yeah, and, and just, uh, you know, tell me if you see it the same way, and, and you've probably watched uh, Maui Goa play a little bit more than Okun Lola just because of the geography, but the, the way that I see it with Maui Goa having played so much right tackle, Okun Lola being primarily a left tackle, it would be like a perfect fit. Like, it wouldn't be two blue-chip tackles coming in, like kind of like where they're both left tackles, maybe fighting for the same spot, and someone's got to – I think it, it would work out perfectly because Maui Goa fits like a glove at right tackle, and Okunlola fits like a glove at left tackle. Exactly. It's it, If Okunlola was to commit to and sign to Miami, it would be a perfect fit because, as you mentioned, Malagoa is a right tackle. The good thing about him is that he is versatile and athletic enough to pretty much play wherever on the offensive line. He, I mean, he's wide enough and he's big enough to play guard and even center, but at the same time, he also has quick enough and twitchy enough hips uh, to, you know, play tackle and to really dominate at that right tackle position. And then you have Samson Okunlola, who is more linear and who is more of a pure tackle in that sense, who projects as a left tackle. And, you know, coach starts telling them that he is that last piece or he or not last piece, but he is that piece at, at the left tackle position that, you know, is wanted. So it would just be a perfect fit for Miami if they can grab Francis and Samson, both players, I think, would be immediate too deep players of the rotation, potentially even starters, depending on, you know, what happens with the Zion Nelson, for example, and, you know, John Campbell, who I think has one more year of eligibility for Miami. I think DJ Scape is a fifth or sixth year senior. I, I'm trying to remember everything, but it's it's tough, especially with the COVID years. Like everybody's oh like, a, we, we got yeah. some four year sophomores, some six year seniors. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like like Jalen Rivers, for example, is, has, I think, two more years of eligibility after the yeah. season. And it's like he's been here for four years already. It's like, wow. But both players, I think, no matter who stays and who leaves, would contend for early playing time. And it definitely appears right now that Miami's in a good spot with Samson. Obviously, there's some very, very good schools coming going after him, schools that have more recent on-field success. So, you know, we'll see what direction Samson wants to go with his recruitment. He mentioned to me how, you know, the coach's ability at whichever school he picks to coach and develop him is something that's major. He wants to see stability as well from 
from a coaching staff coaching staff perspective in the head coach you mentioned an offensive coordinator oh see miami fans don't want to hear that because everyone wants josh gaddis fired but if they yeah. <laughs> so what I mean, do we do there i, I mean uh, who knows you know what the totem pole is as far as like you know <laughs> offensive line coach i mean for so i wouldn't really i guess for miami fans look too deep into that but it Definitely, I would say at the head coaching position, at the least, you want stability if you're Samson. I mean, I totally get that. Um, but the things that he mentioned that are most important in his recruitment definitely were stability and development. Mm. Well, this is good. So one last thing on the way out here for Luke Cheney. Uh, so just, just so people know, uh, Samson Okunlola, most publications have him the second-ranked offensive tackle in the class of 2023. Sports Illustrated actually has him number one. And mm. every you know for every publication, one and two are pretty much always Maui Goa, who's a Miami commit, and Okunlola, who's we hope he becomes a Miami commit. Uh, the on-three tracker has him 95.3% to Miami and all the 24-7 crystal balls are from Miami. Now, these are kind of dated predictions, right? Because it was a lot of buzz in the summer, and then it's been close to radio silence for the last three months. So uh, if I can get a prediction from you, Luke, because I've already put in a Dono ball for Okunlola to Miami, or are you are you somewhat confident? I will place, I guess, my first ever Cheney ball for – Cheney Ball. Uh, well, I, I, I think when it's all said and done, I think Okalola will end up in Miami. I probably would have said that a little more confidently in the summer just because, like, as you, as you mentioned, there has been that radio silence. But at the same time, Okalola has been, of course, very focused on his senior season. But when it's all said and done, I think there's the most buzz right now with Miami. Very curious to see where he takes these last – officials and unofficial visits before his recruitment is over because i mean listen early national sign day is about what five weeks away so yeah it's it's coming close who knows maybe even oklahoma lola pulls it pulls the trigger in the first week of december we'll see we'll see we're approaching it and it is it's coming close and it's if my i i can't stress this enough if mine can get a player like oklahoma lola that Another another programming program changing player in the class of 2023. I he's that good. He's really, really that good. They don't call him the pancake honcho for nothing. He loves those pancake blocks. Awesome stuff here as always. Luke Cheney. Follow him on Twitter at Luke underscore Cheney4. Check out his work, allhurricanes.com, part of Sports Illustrated. Luke, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your week. For sure, man. Thank you for having me. And there's not much of the week left to enjoy. I mean, we we're talking about enjoying a couple of days. All right, when we come back. I do want to update the injury situation for Miami. Uh, could be getting a running back back very soon, uh, but the outlook is not good for the offensive line whatsoever. Keep it locked right here, my friends, to Locked on Canes. Folks, I have been using the Upside app since 2020, and I'm so glad they're part of the Locked On family now because I get to talk about how much I love Upside. I use Upside every time I get gas, every time I get groceries. I use it when I eat out at restaurants, and I'm getting cash back, no strings attached. It doesn't cost anything to download the Upside app, and you're putting money in your pocket. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, right? You might be driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store. 
Uh, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. And guys, it's as easy as downloading the free app, creating a free account, and you start earning cash back. Uh, you just download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and then you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. It's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. It should be five stars if we're being honest. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Um, man, I, I wish I wish this was happening sooner as in weeks ago because we really could have used him. But obviously injuries, you recover um, you know, everyone has their own timeline. You don't want to rush anybody back. But Don Chaney, who, when healthy, may be Miami's most well-rounded running back. You could maybe say that for Trevante Citizen, who would have been a true freshman this year uh, had he not suffered a preseason injury. But Chaney suffered a training camp injury, uh, and he's actually finally practicing again. Um, Cristobal says, based on how he looks – he could return for Miami in the near future. Quote, he practiced yesterday. That, that was, uh, I think that was Wednesday he practiced. It was limited, but he did move around. He looked like he was moving around about as close to full speed as he can be, he said. He's doing really, really, really well. So we, ex we do expect him to play at some point during the next few games. And Miami only has three games left, of course. He's a third-year redshirt freshman. Uh, he's rushed for 366 yards, four touchdowns. He's played in 13 games over the past couple of years. He's basically been injured for a full calendar year at this point. Uh, and that's been the knock on Cheney. That's been the only knock. Because when he's been out there on the field, sparingly as it's been, this guy has shown all the flashes of what could even be the number one back and you know, one of the better backfields uh, in the country. I think he's that good, okay? Uh, but he's not been healthy. His health has betrayed him. It's been one injury stacked on top of the next. I feel so terrible for Don Chaney. Uh, I, I guess the complicated part about this is, you know, he uh, even if he does come back any point over the next three games, if we see him this Saturday against Georgia Tech, we see him next Saturday against Clemson, the following Saturday against Pitt, you know, it, it sounds like we're going to see Chaney at some point. And I guess, like, for him, it would be an important personal hurdle to clear just to get back on that field again and give it a go. Uh, and, you know, maybe to help Miami try and salvage something, right? Because this team is struggling enough right now. They could very well lose all three of their last three games and finish the year four and eight. Like it's, they're an underdog against Georgia Tech. They're going to be a huge underdog against Clemson and they're going to be an underdog against Pittsburgh. Miami could very well lose their next three games and go four and eight on the year. Maybe someone like Don Chaney, if he's fully healthy, can help establish more running consistency and maybe help Miami squeak out a close game against a, a Georgia Tech or even against a Pittsburgh. No, I do not expect the Clemson game to be close, but we'll we'll cross that bridge on the show when we get to it. But then on the flip side of that, man, this is a tough one. I'd love to hear what you guys think 
send us a tweet at Locked on Canes. That's how you follow the show, at Locked on Canes. If you follow us, we will follow you back. Are you a little bit concerned, though, given how decimated Miami's O-line is by injury, right? Into bringing a guy like Cheney back for a few games when, you know, your, your season, it is what it is. You're in major jeopardy of not making a bowl game. You're mathematically eliminated from winning the Coastal. Um, competitively, like as far as like team goals, there's not a whole lot to play for except kind of figuring out who you have for next year. Like you're playing for pride. I get it. You're playing for pride and the coaches want to take inventory of who they have, who we could use next year. And you know, maybe who we don't mind hits the portal, right? You're taking inventory on your roster. Uh, but with Cheney, it's like with Miami having so many offensive line injuries and with him having so many injury struggles of his own the last couple of years, I'd be a little bit nervous. Like I'd be a little bit nervous to see him out there. It's obviously not my place to tell him or the medical staff or the coaches whether he's ready or not to play. But as a human being, as a human being, given the state of Miami's offensive line um, and, you know, not really having a whole lot to play for competitively, I'm a little bit nervous about bringing him back at any point throughout these final three games. Like it, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, and again, like, this may be a lot more important to him to get out there than it is to you guys and me as Miami fans. So that's an interesting, interesting thing. And, and, and that's another thing. When you talk about offensive line injuries, uh, that's definitely a reason to be a, a little bit concerned about Jakari Brown, you know, who it's not impossible that Jakari Brown could end up starting the next three games or starting none of them. <laughs> but it is possible the true freshman quarterback could end up starting these final three games. And Mario updated the offensive line status um, earlier this week. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like Jalen Rivers is week to week. So I don't know what that means for the Georgia Tech game. He could very well miss this one. But Justice Olawazian, sorry, Justice Olawashan, I think that's how to properly pronounce his name. I always butcher it. I'm so sorry, Justice. But it, Justice is out for the year. Jonathan Dennis is out for the year and Zion Nelson is out for the year. He's missed more games than he's played this year. Um, it especially, and you know, I, I don't know, Z Zion could come back. He could go pro potentially, uh, you know, may maybe he might be, you know, maybe he might not be rushing back because he doesn't want to risk re-injury because he does want to enter the draft. That's speculation on my part. I don't know. Uh, in the sake of justice, for though, in the case of justice, uh, I think his Miami career is going to be over because he's a, a six-year senior. I, I don't think they can just pull an extra year of eligibility out of the hat. Like I, I think, I think he's done. I, I think it's the last time, unfortunately, the last time we've seen him in a Miami uniform. So, you know, given the comments that uh, former Hurricanes quarterback Jaron Williams made, and we'll get to that in a moment. I kind of wonder, should you be a little bit concerned? Like with, with so many O-linemen out for the season, you didn't have a very deep offensive line group to begin with, and now so many guys are out for the season, and you know Jalen Rivers may not be ready to come back this week, maybe next week. Are you extra concerned about putting Jakari Brown back there as a true freshman, how that could affect uh, the rest of his career? I want to talk about that when we come back here on Locked on Canes right after we talk about my spot and you know my spot is betonline.net i'm on the site every single day the articles the spreads the information is second to none it is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there 
from football to basketball to soccer and even esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. A little social media drama here between a couple of former Miami Hurricanes teammates. Hold on, let me get this. Uh, I want to get this tweet on the screen here. Those watching this on YouTube can see it, but I am going to read the full thing for those who are who are listening on one of the audio channels. Now, the original tweet first was from Jaron Williams, former University of Miami quarterback. Uh, uh, he beat FSU, hooray, <laughs> Part of the team that lost to FIU and then a lot of rumors about shenanigans the night before Miami lost to FIU. Jaron Williams tweeted like commenting, I, I guess, on Miami's current situation with the offensive line and Jakari Brown. Uh, Williams said, I had shoulder injuries the whole season I played at UM. Playing behind a bad offensive line can break a young quarterback. UM need to do something about the O-line. Stop bringing in six foot two O-line. Go to Wisconsin and get some big boys or some way too soft up front, he says. Now, uh, I, I don't think any of his former teammates like him speaking up and, and trying to sound like a martyr because how I played injured the whole year and my O-line got me hurt. And the o he's basically implying that the O-line ruined his career. Uh, you know, his former teammate, Scott Patchen, comes out, quote tweets it and says, we were all banged up. Since you want to blame others, FIU loss was on you. Woo! Oh, that's bringing up. It's not only an old, painful wound for me and for probably everybody watching this, the Canes fans anyway watching this, because that FIU loss was, uh, you know, it was up there. It was up there with, we've had a few of them this year, but that was up there with some of the worst losses in program history, if not the worst. And yeah, Jaron Williams reportedly, among a few other teammates, broke curfew the night before. Apparently, it was a big group of players. Went out partying, broke curfew the night before, and Manny Diaz just let him start anyway. He ended up going 19 for 36, 249 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. I don't remember those well. But yeah, so supposedly had zero regard for the rules the night before, uh, and there were no consequences for it. And Honestly, that, that, that's one of the reasons why um, I don't believe Manny Diaz was the right guy to coach here. I know what some of you are going to say. Dono, these guys were better under Manny. They should have kept Manny Diaz forever. I'd rather be 7-5 and five than 4-8. and eight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was a country club. It was a country club here during that particular part of Miami's history. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure if Williams hadn't gone out partying the night before and blatantly missed curfew, maybe wouldn't have thrown those three interceptions and helped us lose to FIU that night. So, man, you know, I never I never want to see former Canes players fighting with each other. Like, you know, I, I want everybody to get along and I want everybody to remember all the national championships they won. Of course, Jaron Williams and Scott Patchen. I, I would have loved for Patchen to have won something. They never won a championship down here. And so instead, they're going to be arguing and fighting about losing to FIU. But my goodness, I I wish from one of these players from 2019, I, I could get their real story of what happened the night before and how that may have affected the night after. Not making excuses for losing to FIU, but still, man, that is a really, really, really bad look. And they don't want Jaron Williams to be the one speaking out about it. So that is your social media drama for the day. 
<laughs> I think Jared is going to think twice before criticizing any UM offensive lineman current or past. Uh, now, listen, I, I agree. I want the best possible old lineman in here. Mario's trying to do that. It's why he's bringing in players like Francis Mauigoa, and he's trying to bring in Samson Okunlola, and Tommy Kinsler's a really big, strong dude. Like, they're trying to fix that. But the guy who went out partying on Friday night and then lost to FIU on Saturday night maybe shouldn't be the one speaking up about that. So, man, huge shout out and thank you to everybody who tuned into this episode. Bonus episode of Locked on Canes. We are going to be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about Georgia Tech, but oof. underdogs again, huh? Underdogs against Georgia Tech. Will this be the first time all year Miami covers a spread? We'll talk about that and more tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.